Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast brought to you by the Scottish Rugby Blog. I am Cami Black. Uh, joining me this evening, to start with anyway, we might have, have <laughs> someone else pop along later on. Uh, John Anderson, good evening, John. Yeah, I mean, that, that does. Good evening, Cami. That does sound a bit ominous, doesn't it? We're, we're, we're it's, only Johnny, I mean, it's, it's only Johnny McGinty. Yeah, not again, or uh, <laughs> there's not going to any half cut um, interjections. Johnny's John, Johnny Johnny's at rugby training, so we will let him off, and he's he's hoping to be along after after training to join us. So um, he, he's, he's going to pop he's, on, pop he's not on at some partying, point. Like no, not like yeah. not like last week. <laughs> Absolute liability, honestly. When I, when I was away, just. I only tuned in for I only tuned in very briefly at the end, which was the um, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about the Patreon, the deals you get the pay the Patreon only part of it, and yeah, it it was evident that Johnny had had a, had a good uh, a good afternoon <laughs> as a mature student in the university bars. So. Boy. But thank you very much, John. You held the fort down admirably last week. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Herding cats, it was. But we done all right. <laughs> you came in it. We came in it under an hour for the main podcast, which is did we. I, yeah, I'm yeah. certain. I thought we'd went in for quite a while, so that's not no. too bad. So, um, yes, we do this podcast anyway, which you can get on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Now, if you say, Amazon, play the Scottish Rugby Podcast, it plays us inexplicably <laughs> um, because, because of course, we are the Scottish Rugby Podcast. Um, so, yes, you can find us on all good podcast apps. Uh, if you want more content, though, you can sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast. And for £3 a month, you can get access to um, ad-free versions of the podcast, as well as a secret social media group where you'll get a bonus video podcast every week, which we also then make up, uh, make available as an audio podcast as well. So like a bit of a part two. And that's where Hands in the Rock, any fans of Hands in the Rock, that's where we do that now. Uh, we'll do we do hands in the ruck as a pod as a Patreon only uh, thing where we we have a bit of a swear and a bit of a grumble, uh, a bit of a free for all, so a bit more free flow in that one for those that want that. Uh, if you pay five pound a month though, um, you can have Kenny Murray. Uh, we, Kenny Murray has signed up for five pound a month. He's joined the Doogie Donnelly Lounge. If you pay five pound or more, you you get your name read out on the podcast. So thank you very much to Kenny for joining us. You are very welcome. Um, so. Um, the podcast tonight. Um, I've, Alan McDonald said a rude word in the comments. Alan, I can't. Put, if you're not, if you want to be funny and have your comments put up on the screen for us to talk about, which anybody can do watching live, and we'll happily talk about any discussion points people have. But if you're going to use naughty words, I'm not putting it on the screen, Alan. Exactly. Yes, Alan. Told. Ha! Respectable <laughs> member of the community that Alan McDonald is as well. It's um, not wrong though. He isn't wrong, no, no, no. I'm not sure if you said Alexa play John Anderson's crap patter, please. That that would we, maybe we should try it. If we anybody's got Alexa, try yeah. that. Yeah, I'll probably set someone's Alexa. I'll probably set someone's Alexa off by doing that. I know that's. Should we try it? Let's let's see if we can set someone's Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, play play that funky music, white boy. Playing. I say everybody's music. Yeah, everybody's everybody. That's I've now screwed with everyone's Alexa. Yeah. Well, you can see that the viewership's climbing up gradually. That's now it. That this, <laughs> is, this is actually what we're doing today. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll start though with um, we're going to. There's lots of news to get through tonight, uh, but we're going to wait. Well, hopefully Johnny will be joining us later. So we thought we'll start with pick of the six, yep. which is our review of the Super Six. 
um, the, the, the latest round of Super Six fixtures. Um, it's it's been an odd one this week, John, because I think after Harriet's did well last week, I kind of thought, oh, this is getting interesting. After me saying for the last few weeks, there's three teams clearly, um, yeah. you know, streets ahead. Maybe, maybe Borromeo Bears, maybe Harriet, maybe, maybe Harriet's are going to turn a corner and, and surprise us all. But, 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 God, I don't know what happened last week. Yes. But, but this week it was a different story because, you know, they, they lost 41 7 to Ayrshire Bulls in a fairly comprehensive defeat. It was, it was a spanking. It was really, really, really rough watching, actually. Um, again, I think, like, you've got to give your ear credit, right? They, they executed really well. Um, they just looked looked the better side, like front to back. You know, they had some very, very talented players. Um, a couple of the tries, I would maybe say again, you're looking. You know, I've been going on about defence every time I speak about Super Six, but you're looking at a couple of them going. You know, is is really a miss one? Is that really what is taking to break down a defence at this level? Quite quite frustrating. But you know, yeah, it was it was disappointing because. Uh, again, this like looking at the fixtures this week after last week, I was kind of thinking, yeah, this could this could be a really good match, and it turned out to be a massive damp squib. Yeah, I mean, the, even the Harriet's try, I was screaming because the, the like the air defense just completely switched off. They, they yeah. had no right. They had no right to score that try in the middle no. of the park. They were comp- no clue what they were. Harriet had no clue what they were doing. They switched play very slowly. There's plenty of time for the uh, defense to get across. They were just, I mean, we've said it before. I think it's the it's something that the t- top teams, the top three, are going to have to sort out is switching off in defense when they feel comfortable in games. And credit to Ear, I think after that try, they they tightened things up a lot yep. and. They, you know, the, the Harry, didn't let Harriet in again, but that you can't switch off like that. You've, if I don't know, I guess it's hard to know what's the end game of Super Six. You know, what, what the aspiration is for Super Six to go on and become start entering cross border competitions. It's a the standard of competition should be good, but they need to be. I think to be give them credit, Air were ruthless, but that try yes. that was a soft try. Yeah, and that that will annoy the coaches a lot because, uh, other than that, comprehensively they were miles ahead of Harriet's, um, and yeah, just dominated the fixture. But yeah. that will play in people's minds because it does tie into a pattern that we're seeing. You know, Air have done it; other teams have done it. it that that shutting down in defence, not you know, you like club rugby. Sorry pro club rugby and international rugby is built on defence it's built on intensity in defence and if that's not what we're seeing from Super 6 we're seeing some lovely attack well, we're seeing some average attacking play that is breaking down very poor defences Yeah. so you know there's, there is something there I think maybe there's a bit of work to be done in terms of maybe getting some of the I don't know, even as far as does Steve Tandy go round each of the clubs and do a defence masterclass on how we're going to defend as a Scottish team. It's like it's possible even at that level that they're going to have to if they're if they've got any it's, vision of this doing anything. Yeah, I know, and and that's that's I mean, I think you know, like you said, to give you the credit, they were ruthless and probably more ruthless than than we've seen 
any team be so far in the competition, um, which is good. But and, and you know that there is ground that separates. I think that those top Watsonians, Southern Knights, and and Air that are the are the clearly the the, the T three teams. They've got they've they've generally got everything sorted, and I think that's what made the Watsonian Southern Knights game was was a good game of rugby. There was a good mix of like there was carrying through the forwards, there was smart play, but they both tossing out to the backs as well. And that you know, the result didn't go Southern Knights way. And it went, you know, and what's but Watsonians again, I think they were they were ruthless in a way, I think it's a different kind of you know, there's ruthless against a team like Carriots, where you know, you really should that should have they should have nailed you know, should have nailed them. And then there's yeah. I think Watsonians did very well to close out that game. Once yeah. they'd taken the lead, they're they're both very good sides, and the I I I thought I thought that was a very good, a very obviously it's a great win for them. But in terms of the forward dominance, they they were two strong packs, really really going at it. And I thought um, I thought I thought they they got the upper hand in the pack um, to to an extent that we've probably not seen quite at Super 6 level yet, where one pack has just utterly dominated for a period of time. And that, that really did set the platform. Uh, but again, this is, this, is, ah, this is going to sound negative. I don't want this to sound <laughs> negative. It's all relative to what you're facing. And I think that actually that fixture at the weekend with the Southern Knights, I think, will is a really good barometer of where, that, where they actually are because they're coming up against a, another good pack. If they're to do that to possibly any of the other teams, I think you wouldn't take much away from it because it's all fine and well to be a flat track bully and have forward dominance over a side that just aren't as good as you. And that's not what this is about. We need to, you know, we're Scottish. We will not have forward dominance at international level. We will not have forward dominance at club level, even if Edinburgh think they're the best scrum in the world. (laughs) So it's learning how to play around that as well. So I, th- I think I think there's a lot to, lot to take away from that. But I thought it was a good game of rugby. Yeah, and I think like you said that's the standard. That's that's the one. If we want to say, you know, if the Super Six wants to get to a point, which I think it should do, that the teams are able to compete with teams in again, you know, the top top division in Wales. Yeah, and even the in and even the kind of. You know the English Championship. That that's what I think. That's what the Super Six needs to be aspiring to do because that's that's the equivalent level. Yeah, absolutely. I think is is semi semi pro level. In other t- that's that's where they need to be. I think that Watsonians bull that Watsonian bulls match the Watsonian Knights game. You could see with two two strong packs going at it and two good sets of backs going at it, and it was a that's where that result comes from. Having said that, you know it's. The score as entertaining as it is, and I hate to be advocating for this. I hate to be advocating for boring rugby, but like you <laughs> said, John, it's built. Know. You know, it's built on defence, and I'm not. I'm. I'm still not convinced that these are good attacks exploiting good defence, as much as good attacks just going through fair, mediocre fairly, defense Mediocre defence. Let's call it the top. average attacks going through. It's like so. I would liken it to. You have you you've played risk before, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like you're rolling, you're attacking, right? You're rolling your three dice, and you get two threes and a two, and you think that is a shocker of a roll. 
but the defence has only rolled, they've rolled snake eyes for their two dice. It's the same concept. You're beating them, but you're not really. You're kind of upset that you rolled so rubbish. It's uh, that's 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 my super six is risk. There we go. Take that one away. <laughs> <laughs> I've only played risk once. Have you? Oh, it's very good. You should play it more. No, I played um, whatever Settlers of Catan once with somebody. Oh, that... Yes, great. And I got I, they explained the rules to me, which you have to buy. So you have it's it's like risks risk. But you have to go and buy roads and yeah, sheep yeah. Resources. and yep. Yep. resources. So I'd, I'd had a few beers, so I decided that I was going to just buy sheep from the borders. <laughs> so I had a few drink, and the people that we were playing just kept saying, "You can't win with sheep," and I was like. Just watch, and you, know, you can't tell me not to do something. Like two nights before my wedding, where my brother said, "You will not eat three trifles," and I said, "I'll show you." And then was, and yet. and yet, I did eat three trifles. I was very ill the next morning, but I ate the three trifles. That's not the point. I ate the trifles with settlers of Catan. I won the game, and then they were like, "Well, nobody's ever won this by only buying sheep." I was like, "Well, strategy works." No, no, no one is me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, any new listeners to the podcast will be ultimately wondering what the gubbins they have stumbled upon here. Yeah, buy more sheep. That's that's how to win the Super 6. That's the key. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you know, there's lots of good things. I think Sam Daly's quick tap Uh, for Watsonians. I really liked that. I thought it was was a really smart bit of play because we saw the... Was it um, in the last Lions test... I wonder if he thought about this where um, the South Africa took the quick tap, yep. but not on the mark. The fact it was, that yeah. the Saturday walked around to the referee and tapped it and went over the line. I was like, there's a, there's a man who knows it, his law book. It was very, yeah, it was very, it was almost like in, when you do your driving test and you're told to overemphasize everything so the instructor yeah. sees it. <laughs> it, was, it was that. It was like, look, I'm on the mark, sir. Tap. And yeah, no, it was, it was really good. It was a good finish as well. Yeah. Um, which was was nice. Yeah, and then the Sterling game. I still don't like Sterling shorts. No, no. They I'm still like... look like something you buy up the Royal Mile for three quid in a tacky shop. That's the only <laughs> way I could describe them. Yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, look. I think I think the Super Six for me is now about improvement. It's about quality improvement, and one of the biggest wins we could have is if they fix that. Like yep. if they just get that sorted, like I'm sure there's plenty of good kit suppliers out there who want to give you, give you some decent, decent shots. It's the pipe. It's the tartan piping. Ah, tar- tartan, should, get... tartan should not be on shirts with the same. No, no, I don't think it should. I don't think you can do it. Just the one time the the green the World Cup the Rugby World Cup 2015 yes. shirt. Yes. Just about got away with it because it was the, the green piping down the side. Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, with, with, with sorry, the tartan piping down the side. That was nice. It's, it's red. It's red tartan. I think that's the problem. Apologies yeah. to anybody who's got a red tartan. Not the tartan's actually a thing because it was it was we it was made up by Walter Scott for a procession by Queen Victoria in Edinburgh in the eighteen hundreds or something. I don't know. I, th- I think a, there's some, something about international shirts and tartan in particular that because you're sometimes like a lot of people obviously wear kilts to games. I think it's like double denim, like you're clashing. You can't, fashion tips by John Anderson here. Who would have thought it? Um, Was it double? Nobody's double tartan since the Bay City Rollers, John. <laughs> Never double tartan. Never. Um, <laughs> no, but I agree with you. I think red tartan, like, I'll go a step further. 
They're talking this honking. Sorry, guys. No, I know. I apologize, like I said, apologies to anybody who's, who's family clan tartan which again are fictitious things we've lost loads of listeners since we started ranting about tartan can, 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 can you just change your your clan name then like see yeah, if you just something, choose just, something nice some, choose, choose a new name it's fine Bit to so. be fair anderson tartan's honking as well so i'm 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 okay with that yeah. um anyway let's get back to the rugby uh still in Bermuda bears Bermuda again i like Bermuda's attack yes and if they could only sort themselves out in defence. They've got the makings of a very good team. I think Kaleem Barreto I, I, is, is, has the makings of a good scrum half. I think he overplays sometimes. There's a yeah. couple of times where he should have made the pass and he didn't. I think if he could just... If he works on his game management, he's, I, I've been very impressed with him. Their pack's looking better. Much better condition. But I just... It's just the defense. It's just that's, and again, we've you know with every team, that's that's the issue. I think, like you said, it's it's good attacks going through mediocre defense, and it's whoever's got the weakest defense loses the match at the minute in Super Six. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I would agree with that. I think Breto it is always the standout um, for that team. Um, I think he's you can tell he's been in the pro environment for quite some time. Um, in and around Glasgow, and he's learned from some very good scrum halves there. He's never really, he never, he never got a shot as such. But then, you know, that's understandable, uh, given given where they were at. And I think had Jamie Dobby not turned up, maybe Barreto would still be at Glasgow. But Dobby turned up and was um, regarded a better prospect. So Barreto's um, kind of career started to stall a wee bit and I think it's good to see him getting game time, good to see him getting a bit of um a bit of exposure. And I think it's easier for I think it's easier for backs in particular. So thinking about Autumn Internationals, thinking about those times where Six Nations where Glasgow and Edinburgh are not meant to lose internationals um because of the United Fighting Rugby Championship JZ tournament rules. However, we will because we rest players either side of it because we're not savages like some <laughs> other nations. Um, so there's always always an opportunity for players to get game time at that point. And I think you wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there was a couple injuries a couple of things happened that Barreto might end up on the bench at Glasgow, um, might even end up on the bench at Edinburgh, who knows? But, you know, it's, I wouldn't be surprised to see him being considered in that mould again, but certainly not as a a pro player. I don't think, I think you could probably say partnership contract at best. Yeah. Yeah. I like the look of um, the Borromeo Bears back row. I think they work. They work together very well. Yeah. The the carrying as well. I think there's a couple of number eights in the Super Six at the minute that look some big boys. Look the business. Yes, some big boys carrying quite hard. I think again, we come back to the standard of competition. I think we, you know, we've we've had people before contact us on the podcast listeners to say that we don't know much about the Super Six. We're either in the club land and we don't really care about anything other than the club and international level. So we don't know much about the Super Six because we don't really care about anything between those two. And then we get people who just like pro rugby and international and yep. don't really know anything about below club because it, they kind of feel like it's not something to get, get into. And if you know, we've had a couple of people say, "Look, we want to get into this," and I think what I would say is that the standard of competition is high. So although we're being 
John and I are kind of be, sound like we're being negative Nellies here, John. But we do. The standard of rugby is high. There, and with any game of rugby, there are things that can be fixed, and there are always things you need to address. The big yes. thing at the minute in the Super Six is defence. I think all teams can work on defence, but the attacking play is exciting. The players are exciting. The competition is exciting. It's it's some if if you have the time, and at the minute. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to the United Rugby Championship in a minute, but there is time at the minute. We There isn't much rugby on at the minute. Yep. It's worth watching, even if it's only the 14-minute highlight package that the SRU put out every weekend. It's good rugby. Yeah, we've said, we've said in the previous podcasts as well that actually that highlights package and the stuff they're doing around it is very impressive. So to finish on a positive, you're, you're absolutely right. Like I came into the Super 6, everybody knows I've had my say about what it was. I've had my say about was it even fit for purpose, etc., etc. I've really enjoyed the games. I've really enjoyed the, the standard of rugby. I've enjoyed watching players. You can tell those players really pushing for... Glasgow Edinburgh look at me you can tell there's players happy at that level and it's a great mixture the attacking play has been phenomenal and I think it's really telling actually that we are putting that critical lens on it to say where does this sit in terms of pro rugby because you could in in most in most people's eyes you could look at the Super 6 and say do you know what that's a really good wee tournament it's semi-amateur Semi-amateur, semi-pro even, sorry. That's glass glass half empty, John. (laughs) I mean, it's it's not technically wrong, but yeah, absolutely. Um, It's semi-pro, it's there for a purpose, gives guys a wee bit of game time. Some of the pro boys who are out injured, they'll get their games, it'll do a job. But I think it's clear that we're actually, we expect a wee bit more of it. And there's a wee bit of an ambition for what it could be, yeah. And because of that, we're, we are being a wee bit more critical of some of the elements of it. But I think they've done a great job, and actually, the product's really good. That's it. I mean, what 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 it needs to be is, like I said, if it can be on a par with the top level club rugby in the neighbouring nations of England, yeah. Wales. I mean, it's not going to be beat with France because that's professional. France tier, what you know, is D two. God, I mean, it's not even professional. It's pretty much just box, like ultimate that's fighting true. championship. Yeah. I mean, Nico Matawala has been signed as injury cover. I'm just going to spend the entire time running away from big men, trying not to get gouged, <laughs> cowering in fear. Yeah. Um, who, who was it that said there was a Scottish boy that went down there? Was it? Was it? Nick, did Nick Deluca go over to France? Nick Deluca's played D two. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's commented on D two before, saying just how. Terrifying. It was, was. I tell you, it was it was. Um, oh, he plays in Japan. He, he played number eight for Scotland, and then he played for Edinburgh for a bit. He looked like the baby in Baby's Day Out. <laughs> he was Welsh, and he played for Bristol. For he might be playing for Bristol now. What's his name? That's really frustrating me. He looked like a big baby. That's the only thing I think of. Any, he any was saying, who knows who name, if anyone knows who I'm talking about, because it's driving me absolutely nuts. He played in that. Um, he came on in the All Blacks, get the last All Blacks, and the Australia, the All Blacks game, the last All Blacks, that tight All Blacks game. We'll have to look it up. Yeah. It was, wow, the name is on the tip of my tongue. 2017, Scotland and the All Blacks. He came on. It's not Cornell Dupree. No, he's opening. No, it's what? not. Which is inexplicable as well, just as an aside, by the way. 
it was 2017. Who did he? It's not Nick Hainan. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it up. Here's the teams. Let's see Luke Hamilton. Got... Luke Hamilton. That's who I Luke... mean. Oh, oh, yeah. No, he does. We look got like there a in the end. Baby. He does look like a giant baby. There you go. Look, Hamilton. And there's just this tiny little baby head. Tiny little head. Anyway, it was him. He did an interview where he said he played in D two, and basically at the start of every month match, the forwards stood up and just punched each other in the changing room <laughs> before they went on the pitch. <laughs> oh, that's what? not the standard. That, that's not the standard that we want. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I know. Um, Luke Hamilton, who's currently, I'm trying to figure out where he is at the minute. He, oh, he's at Oyen, he's at Oyen again, so he's back, oh, back he's in the D2. Back, back in the D2. Back in the D2, <laughs> having uh, seven bells punched out of him. And look, <laughs> no, I think that, that that's what we want. It, it needs to be, it's a, it's a good competition where club, very good, exceptional club players can go and test themselves. But it's still good enough that when, that young academy players will get a good standard of competition when they're playing, when they're coming through the ranks as well. That's 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 to me what it has to be, and that's what it has to aspire to be, and it's got the makings of being that. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I think so. I think that's exactly where they need to be, and but it will take time. And yeah, again, quality improvement. Let's let, let's aim to be. Aim to have a decent product. We're, we've done really well this year having television coverage, which I was sceptical about. We've had um, lots of social media coverage, which I'm very pleased about. And, you know, it'll improve. Give it time. It will do, yeah. It will, yeah, absolutely. And I think you can see that the, so the top three teams have got the Watsonians, Southern Knights, and, and here have got the conditioning sorted. They've got the tactics sorted. They're playing like... They're playing like bottom-level pro... 14 clubs and that's not a bad that's not damning with fame but that's that's i think that's where they are those three teams are where they potentially could be the other teams you can tell they've got club players in amongst them particularly in the forwards where conditions an issue a couple of seasons down the line that that's going to sort itself out yeah yeah absolutely but, yeah. The, the more the guys are in that environment and have a uh... Yeah, the more it takes hold. I think I think they were they were so hamstrung by the fact it kind of started and then other things happened, which yes. may have taken over the world. So yeah. So that's pick of the six. We back that oh. later on. Let's have a look. What should we do now? Should we talk about Scotland's new attack coach? Oh, oh yes, please. Who sounds like a character from Toast of London? Who has <laughs> Toast? It's Alan Basson Zonda. Sounds like good name, isn't it? Yes, I can hear you, Alan Bazong Zonda. <laughs> to be fair to him, I mean, a cracking name, but another fantastic pedigree signing. Yeah, exciting. I wasn't sure what we weren't sure we was going to replace Mike Blair. I was, a, I was a little bit worried when it got leaked because the news when it was leaked is he's been brought in as a skills coach. Yes, and I thought, here we go again. Gregor Townsend's decided to bring the attack coach role in house. Back, back, back to Gregor time. It's back to Gregor time. It's back to doing taking the. He had such um, fun during the Lions. He thought, you know what? This is what I really want to do. It's I the want to take, coach Dan Bigger. Taking the Dennis Waterman approach. I'm going to write the theme and tune. I'm going to write the attack approach. <laughs> sing the attack approach. <laughs> um, 
for no, but he's he's been brought in the attack coach. So he's the for, for those who don't know, he's the uh, former attack coach. I think for Toulouse, lots of people saying that Toulouse have got a very exciting attack, top fourteen they, team. They have a phenomenal attack. I mean, he he's been involved. He's been instrumental in kind of rebranding Toulouse rugby, which previously Toulouse for anyone who remembers the the, the sort of noughties. Uh, Toulouse were a powerhouse in French rugby, massive, massive side. They lost their way. They lost their kind of ideology a wee bit. And he he came in and he was part of it. Was he was there for a couple of years and a very successful couple of years. They won the title last year. Obviously, they've got some phenomenal players there. But we've seen again with our friends, the British and Irish Lions, you can have very good players, but if you don't let them play then yeah. what happens we end up with stagnation so he yeah he's he's been credited with a lot of very good stuff down there there's a few there's been a bit of the normal grumblings you get where you know where's where's the scott where are the scottish coaches john but they're getting the head I, coach gig at edinburgh that's yeah. where they are <laughs> and i don't think i'm not you know mike player obviously has done a a good job with scotland it's a shame, you know. I think it's it's disappointing, and he'll be disappointed that he didn't get a chance this summer to take the squad away and and show yeah. what he can do. He was obviously coaching at Glasgow before that, but I think outside of Mike Blair, who I think may prove to be the exception to this, I I, I don't think international rugby is a place to serve your apprenticeship. No, no, and I think we learned that actually with Gregor Townsend. Um, and we should be remembering that because Gregor Townsend obviously done. He was the attack coach under <sighs> Scott Johnson. Um, no, it wasn't. No, no, he was uh, at Glasgow by the time Scott's Andy. It was he left uh, under was, Andy. Did he, he leave under Robinson? He left under Robinson. He went to go join Glasgow under Robinson. Oh no, he left. He left that sinking ship well before before he saw the signs. Did he know that? No, he did. Yeah, I think he was signed under Haddon. I think Townsend came in under Haddon, and Robinson kept him on. Yes. Uh, well, he came. In, so Townsend came in as assistant coach in two thousand eight for Scotland. Was that under and, Robinson or Haddon? Uh, it would have been probably the crossover. Yes, I think he'd been. I think he'd been. I think we did this for his autobiography. Yeah, quite possibly. And we then he left in twenty twelve, which. Was Robinson still there in 2012? I think Robinson was still there. I think he leaves in the summer of 2012 prior to... Because um, it was the autumn when Robinson went. Yes, yes, yeah. No, he, he resigned in November 2012. So, yeah, okay. No, I, I accept that Scott Johnson was not involved. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so, I think... But, yeah, I, I do think... I think that there's been... The national setup has in the past been used as a bit of a kind of what well, you can have this guy or we'll bring this guy in, but yeah, I, I think it, it's it's you know I've no issue at all with a Scottish coach being brought in in future to that kind of role. And there's you know if they've spent time with Glasgow, I'm not calling for Duncan Hodge to be the new Scotland attached coach by any stretch. But if, if someone's proven themselves in a coaching role at a decent level. I think John DL is someone that has, and he's obviously in the setup at the minute. There are plenty of coaches, Scottish coaches out there that have done. You, what we want in national is the best that's available, and this yeah. is this this guy's the best that's available. So it's fantastic that we've got him. It's it's funny because it's such a double edged 
sword, isn't it? Because you have, <laughs> in, in certain parts of Scottish rugby fandom, you have people calling out for Scottish rugby coaches to be prioritised. Where's all the Scottish rugby coaches? We need Scottish rugby coaches who will, in the same breath, decry any type of nepotism. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? See this guy coming through the system? Like, honestly, right, we all know the kind of the leg up principle. And do you think that maybe if he comes through, yeah, yes, if coaches come through and they're good enough, brilliant. Mike Blair, perfect example. Someone who's come in, obviously, has a really good rugby brain, has learned his trade, and will he'll, he'll do well at Edinburgh, I've got no doubt. Most coaches aren't at that level. We don't, we actually just don't produce coaches quite to that level yet. And that's, we've barely managed to produce players to that level to this point. So let's, let's, let's calm our jets a wee yeah. bit, guys. And I think, you know, yet's a big word, isn't it? Because there's a lot of exciting coaches coming through in Super Six. You know, we come back to Super Six. There's a lot of good young coaches coming through Super Six, and that's good to see them get their chance. There's a lot of, maybe Fraser Klein was being announced as the coach heir this week, you know, the, the club club heir rather than Super Six heir. There's a lot of good young coaches in club rugby and Super Six, and that's that, that's where the next generation are coming from. So though, I think for the minute, though, there's nobody, there's nobody within Scotland, there's nobody who is Scottish. Yes, that I know of outside of Clark Laidlaw, who I think is still coaching the Sevens, New yes. Zealand Sevens side, that you would instantly go, there's someone that we can come and bring in as an attack coach at national level. Yeah, and, what, and does it really... This is the thing, and I think ultimately, does it really matter to the vast majority of fans who are literally looking at Six Nations and maybe the Autumn Probably not even the summer, to be honest, because people forget that rugby takes place then. Are the vast majority of fans actually going to be that bothered when they go, ah, oh, so Scottish attack coach, where is he from? Hmm. The Scottish uh, scrum coach, where's he from? Hmm. No, they're going to look at the side. And yes, they might have a grumble about, oh, that player sounds awfully South African, but they're idiots. So, you know. Yeah. And, and look, look outside of Scotland, I think... Apart from France, South Africa, and New Zealand, everybody else is coached by a foreign coach. Yes, and have yes. foreign coaches within their setup. Even the biggest rugby union in the world, in our good friends down south, who have coaches, they probably have more registered coaches than we do players, and yet <laughs> they have turned to a foreign coach. So they've and got Eddie well, at foreign coaches because they've coaches, got Matt got Mad Mad Matt, 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 Matt who's uh, Scottish and South African. Eddie Jones said John Mitchell previously before he's now got yep. wasps. So no, you go for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Look at the so, impact Jason Halloran had when he came over. Yeah, that's that. That to me is the standout. Yeah, Matt Taylor as well, although he left a bit of a cloud because his defence was crap. But yeah, yeah. So Aldo's on comments on YouTube. Hello, Aldo. He said, if, if only if we only ever have Scottish coaches, then ideas run out rapidly. Bringing in guys from outside occasionally gives new ideas and new life to teams. Hundred yeah. percent correct. Spot. Yeah. Um, next, then um, we've got the women. Um, Scotland women have announced their squad for the World Cup qualifiers. Jade Conkell's back. Yes. Yay! 
it? Oh, no, I'm looking forward to that. The London Fire Brigade's losses our gain. Yeah, no, it's great to see her back, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so she's back. Uh, Locks, Sarah Bourne has um, begun a new job with the RAF, apparently. Yep. But she's back. She's back good. For yep. uh, Rachel Malcolm uh, is back as well after recovering from injury. It's it's a good, strong squad. I think I would say. Yes. I think it's the, it's the strongest possible squad that they could name. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no there's no surprises in there. Um, see, seeing some of the, you know, may, maybe showing a little bit of ignorance regarding the women's game, seeing some of the the names that everyone knows back is obviously great, but seeing that core of the side that we've kind of followed over the last few years, um, who've kind of come together and had had some very very good uh, good success, also had some very very tough times against uh, certain in certain games. It's great to see them kind of keeping that core together and. That can only be a benefit, and adding the quality of Jade Conco back into that is is only going to add to that. Yeah, I think that. So the the games are going. There's a round robin tournament in Parma, Scotland playing Italy, Ireland, and Spain on the thirteenth, nineteenth, and twenty fifth of September. Um, waiting for the definitive fixture list to be announced. The winners will go straight through to next year's World Cup finals, while the runner ups will enter a repechage. I love that word. It's such a good word, isn't it? I don't. Yeah. Oh, I really. I wish for more opportunities where repertoire was used. Which means another tournament. I don't understand why they say it. I know. I know. Repertoire. Um, Amazing. So, it's. I think the, the trick's going to be. I mean, obviously, there's there's a, there's a. You look at the names in the squad now. And there are a lot of women now playing, at, in the English in the Premier Fifteens as it is. And playing in France, there are still players who are playing in Scotland whose season won't yet have started. Yeah. And that's like so we've said before, that's the challenge for Scottish rugby. It's they did well, I think last uh, last time out it was okay during the Six Nations. It was yeah. again, it, it didn't get finished. But there we are. The, you know, there were some good moments against England, despite the result. Well that that that's it, yeah. I think that that's one of the games I was thinking about. Despite the result, there was a lot of positives to take away from from the performance. The you know it all has. To, it, we've talked about this in the past in the podcast. It all has to be relative. You know, there's more and more of our women playing at a professional level. There's more and more of our women being exposed to high quality competition. But they are not the England women's team. In the England women's team, have been professional for years. They have. You know they're the best women's side in the world, so we our competition has to always be relative. And it's like, can you stay in the game for twenty minutes? That that's kind of the level they're at, and there's no shame in that because no. you know hopefully this time, can you stay in the game for twenty five minutes? Can you stay in the game for thirty minutes? And yeah. it's about building... and we've beaten France, you know, and, and we've you know the beaten France, like yeah, you know, let's exactly. forget yeah, yeah. beaten France. So they've beaten the big. You've got to take a scalp every now and again. You're going to take, you know, push push teams cause difficulties for team. That's that's the thing. I think qualification for the World Cup Cup absolutely is achievable for this group of players. It is, yes, and and should be. And and you know, we we, we wish them the best, and we will follow them all the way. And it's it's yeah. exciting to see them with a full strength squad. And uh, from what Brian Easton, this quote from Brian Easton on the offside line article, again talking about how you know they've been doing training camps, been getting together. So you know, you you hope that's enough that they've. To get the 
the conditioning right and get them playing together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Shall we do what should we do next? Johnny's not here. Johnny's not here. And He's honestly, I, here. I need a comfort break, Cam. I'm gonna have to you're gonna have to go in monologue. Look, we've got I'm hoping Johnny, we've got a message in. Is this an update from Johnny? It's not. It's you saying it's just John complaining that he needs a comfort <laughs> break on my on my thing. I was simply so, telling Johnny to hurry up because you need a comfort break. Yeah. <laughs> John, if right. you want, to, if I can monologue while you go for a comfort break. So, um, this year on the podcast, we are looking for your stories. We're looking for your input. So, if you are attached to a club, if you have a rugby story to tell then please get in touch. You can email me podcast at scottishrugbyblog.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter at Cammy Black. What we want to do is we have more interviews. We want to do more about what's going on at club level, uh, what's going on in the rugby community in general. We're going to try and do um, a few specials for our patrons um, where we, we kind of look at the future of rugby at international level, at club level, um, at a pro level. Um, so you'll have that to look forward to. But again, any stories at all you've got, just drop me an email, podcast at scottishrugbyblog.co.uk. Um, and we, we want to try and kind of make mix things up a little bit for the podcast, make things diff- uh, a little bit different. Um, in a minute, though, when John gets back from his comfort break, we're going to talk about the United Rugby Championship. There's been two big bits of news with this. Uh, the first bit of news, and here he's back. He did that, John. Well done. The, the, there's two big bits of news that we need to cover in the last, we've got 15 minutes left of the regular podcast we should yes. kind of talk about the United Rugby Championship before we finish John we've had the fixtures announced and we've had the TV deals announced both of which have been incredibly controversial in Scotland <laughs> shall we start with the TV rights let, let, let's do TV first let's yes. do TV first so, that how most people are watching it this year so the TV rights north of the border in Scotland, the only TV that the coverage for Scotland matches, Scotland professional matches, Glasgow Warriors and Edinburgh, Glasgow and Edinburgh yep. is on pre, is going to be on the through Premier Sports, which is 12, 12, now twelve ninety nine a month. Yes, yes, it is because some of us cancelled our subscription when there's no rugby on. Um, you get, I mean, to be fair with that. You get top forty. They've now got top four rights to top fourteen as well, and they've got some Scottish. They've got some football as well. Yep. So there's bit Finn's playing at the weekend. Finn's yeah, Racing of Racing ninety two. I don't know if he's announced to the team. Have you? I was going to say, have you seen? Did you see the state of him in Greece on his Instagram? (laughs) Legend. That's a man that needs. There's a man that needs to. He's going to have a rough preseason. Good God. Chris no, Harris seems to have embarked on a world tour. Last Chris Harris was last pictured on a pedalo in Monaco with Louis Rizamet. He just seems to have embarked on it, like you know, like in the eighteen hundreds when you used to have these these artists who'd go off on their kind of grand European tours. That's what that's when Chris Harris post lines. <laughs> have to go and paint some French women in a brothel. Absolute legend, Chris Harris. Is. I I every time I mention Chris Harris, I have new levels of absolute respect for this man. He's just oh <laughs> so it's it's we we've talked about this so much. I think there's a frustration this time round yes. that the BBC haven't come in for some games. 
and well, I get that. They, they, they have. Have they? BBC Northern Ireland have. Right. So BBC Northern Ireland have some coverage for the Ulster games. BBC Wales have coverage. BBC Wales have coverage for some of the Welsh games. Um, BBC Scotland, however, do not. And, and this is a frustration. That, 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 yeah. that is a frustration. You know, I'm not. We're not. Think you've got Premier Sports have come in and they've invested in the Super Six, right? They've said they've they've come in and and from from what we've heard have have actively said we want to cover this yep. for free. Because it's on the it's on free sports and the free sports app, we all cover this for free. There is rugby for me now in Scotland is at a level where there is there should be sufficient interest for the BBC to carry a few games, Aye. even as the eighteen seventy two cups and some of the Christ, even the bloody South African games, yeah. Some, where some you're going to have international play, you know, international South African, you know, you're going to have see a Khaleesi playing in bloody Murrayfield and. On a Saturday night, you know it, that should be enough. The sh- it should be enough, and also I think outside of that, even if you go for we'll, we'll we'll do a Welsh game on BBC Scotland because you're going to get viewing figures. Yeah, it's from from from, from Wales. Anyway, yeah, we, we're going to do the Ulster and Ulster game because we know we're going to get viewing fig- viewers in from BBC Northern Ireland. It just it makes no sense that there aren't. That the BBC, BBC Scotland haven't come in for some free tier games. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, and it probably does speak to um, how to put this delicately. It speaks to possibly Scottish rugby's growing relationship with pay TV, um, and that you know, and I've uh, like hands here. I have no issue whatsoever with it. I, I, I do. Like I, I am in a privileged position, and I can pay pay for these things, and I'm happy enough to 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 pay for them. I know it is really crap for some supporters, and I know actually, particularly Glasgow fans. I know of many Glasgow fans who got into watching Glasgow by sitting listening to Hugh Dan on BBC Alba, um, by seeing the games in free like free to air. Just you know, you come across it, and you go, oh, I'll put this yeah. on and see what it's all about. So I get I get that. I see what the SRU are doing in terms of, you know, there is a probably a cozying up somewhat with Amazon, Premier Sports, um maybe not Sky and BT yet, but who knows? We'll see how that goes. It does it just does seem strange that it's everyone but us. I think the only Yeah, and I think that's that's I'm not sure. It's hard, isn't it? Because I suppose it depends how many of the Scotland games we don't know this yet. I don't think has there been a deal where some of those games are going to be on free sports? Are we oh, going to yeah. have a higher pro- proportion of the Scottish games on free sports because we haven't got free to air? I'll bring Johnny in as well. Hello, Johnny. We're talking about TV Hello. rights, Johnny. Good evening. We- Welcome, John oh, McGinnis. Now, Fresh well, you missed. You missed. Paddock. You were you, you missed, were about five minutes too late, buddy. John needed a wee, Sorry. so I had to fill for a bit. <laughs> I, I messaged him. I was like, Johnny, you really need to get a move on here, pal. I just saw that when I came in. I've literally just come in from training. <laughs> Honestly, they work you too hard at your training. I know. I know. Get them told. Shocking. We're just talk, we're talking TV rights, Johnny. 
um, and the fact that there aren't any free tier games, or apparently no free tier games, because of course, forget Premier Sports have got free sports. Yeah, um, it's funny because actually, this time last week we were speaking about the Super Six, and my belter last week was accessibility of the Super Six is is really good, and that's what they're doing right in Scottish rugby, making it so easy to find the Super Six on. BBC on YouTube on free sports on wherever and then the the URC fixtures came out and everybody's got free to air except Scotland so but, but is that because actually, the, the free sports free sports might be considered their free to air option and actually if you think about it, both the Scottish clubs we we talked when the Ultimate Fighting Rugby Championship was announced that Scotland are playing the Italian sides more than others because there are derbies um so the Scottish Italian Shield. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So actually, is it that because the Italian sides have traditionally been on free sports because well they're mints, um, apart from the one that's now the champion. Figure that. Ugh. Anyway, um, so but their viewership is lower, and typically they would be in free sports. Maybe that is what we're saying. That wasn't even worth BBC bidding because you know it's on free sports anyway. Over a higher person, I think. I think. I think we might see it. Would it's be interesting to know what discussions have happened behind closed doors with, with the SIU. The SIU have a good relationship with Premier Sports, where Premier Sports are now carrying the Super Six. Have they said, look, you can have all of the pro, the, the pro fourteen, the United Rugby Championship games, but you're going to have to make more of them available on free on free sports. We can't have them all behind a paywall because we need we need some accessibility for the more casual rugby fan that's going to stumble across this. Yeah, I mean, Possibly, that's probably, yeah. Pro- probably fair. But then anyone who's tried to find free sports in their Virgin Media box will know that it is not a casual stumble. But nobody, like my dad, put on the telly. I was I was staying at my mum and dad's last week. My dad put the telly on this this week when I was at his house, and I suddenly was like, "Are you watching live telly?" And he was like, yeah, I was like, who watches live telly? <laughs> like, seriously, who puts just the telly on to see what's on and, like, cruises through the channels just to kind of find something? I don't think people stumble across. I don't think people are, like, yeah, channel yeah, surfing yeah. and landing on BBC Alba going, oh, look, here's some rugby. I'll sit and watch this. I don't, maybe it happens. I don't know. Maybe, but I was, I don't know, the, the, the shock that came over me as a 40-year-old <laughs> man watching live telly. <laughs> It's important to re-emphasize that cam as well that you're now, you're now. Christ, in, I'm, I'm, yeah. You're you're now entering the twilight years. That's it. It's all downhill from here now. I'm forty. Christ. That's it. Yeah, you're yeah, a yeah. whole new vaccine group now. I know. I'm, hey, I'm, hey, I'm, I've, I've moved from from I've, my risk's gone through the roof. It's, it's, when he, it's when he has to fill out forms now and he has to tick that next box down. That's it's that's, hey, it's a mir- it's a miracle I've managed to get the stream working tonight. <laughs> It's a miracle you're not on here being total. Like I, I thought, at age forty, that's when you go down the the peak gammon route as well. So, like this time, this time, let's let we we'll wait our hands in the ruck. <laughs> <laughs> New and improved cameo in the ruck. I will improve. We'll see that. I'm amazed that you're the one that had to stop the recording to go for a pee, John. Now that he's forty. Well, yeah, that's that's true, mate. Yeah, I know. That's it. Maybe some questions to be asked there. There's nothing saying he hasn't got a catheter under there. (laughs) (laughs) 
I now, to be fair, I now record in the same room as where the uh, where the downstairs loo is, so I can, it's it's just handy. It's just just next door. Um, oh, my connection's dropping. <laughs> um, let's move on. I mean, that's that's the TV. Right? Let's move on to fixtures then, because the the big talking point this week has been the RC fixtures. I think we're going to do this briefly because we've got. I, I want to try and keep the main pod under now. We can so we can we can bleed this over into hands in the ruck for. Um, for our patrons, but yes. John, you're unclear. I mean, you, I know you for one are unhappy with the way the fixtures have landed. Do you yes. want to just kind of run people through why? Uh, yeah, so, um, okay, so for those who don't know, rugby in rugby in Glasgow has always had some competing priorities for a lot of supporters, um, both in club rugby. Uh, so, you know, p- people who play rugby, who support their local clubs. There are a lot of local clubs in the West. But also, there there? Is a, uh, 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 there's a lot not of... Local... the SRU. No, <laughs> there, there's not a lot of Super 6 clubs in the West. Um, we also have, there's a certain other sport with a round ball that apparently dominates a lot of things in and around this part of the world. So, rugby in Glasgow has always traditionally been Friday night lights at Scotstone. Friday night, you start your weekend off, you head over there after your work, um, you go, you let off some steam, you enjoy the rugby, and then your weekend is free to do as you please, be that go and support Rangers Celtic Partick Thistle et al, or go and play club rugby or support club rugby. That has been utterly, I mean... The fixture list actually has taken that and has all over it because most Glasgow games are on Saturday afternoons at three o'clock. That's a good kickoff time, isn't it? When does club rugby kick off, Johnny? Just just as an aside. Uh, yeah, that'll be Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. <laughs> Bingo! Yes, good. Yes, yes. So we've had. Um, after the release of the fixtures, we have had a statement from from Big Al himself saying that we are aware that these fixtures are quite unsatisfactory for the support... Sorry, I should do it. We're aware that these fixtures are unsatisfactory um, for the supporters, and therefore we are doing our best to get them changed. Nothing is going to happen. It's going to be three o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday from now till... I think the first Friday one we have is... It's like January, or it's quite late on in the season. So your first, you've got a fright. Your, your first Friday fixture is against Ulster, but it's away. Your first Friday fixture home, you don't have one. Oh, that- yet. <laughs> there you go. You don't have one because you, you, the, the, they've only confirmed fixtures up till the the eighth of January. After that, the, the, it's all week off because they're waiting to confirm them. But up to the eighth of January, you've no, there is no Friday night fixtures. One Monday against Edinburgh on twenty seventh of December. So it's, you know that's the book. The, Traditional Boxing Day fixture. Ed- Edinburgh um, are not in a better position with this as well. Just no, no, no. They have five thirty kickoffs on a Saturday. Which they've got one Friday night kickoff against Benetton on the third third of December. But that's oh, it. That's the day before my birthday. I might go to that game. God, you see what you've driven. Do you see what you've driven John Anderson to? I He's going to actively support Edinburgh. Because right. Glasgow don't have Friday night fixtures. I mean, I didn't see. Imagine how much Edinburgh you... at the game. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how much you'd enjoy your birthday the next day if the night before you'd spent watching Edinburgh Benetton in their big tent. 
I know. Your birthday yeah, would seem I, brilliant after that. Exactly. It wouldn't matter what I did for my birthday. It would just be spectacular. And then me, me and Ian are going on the on the Sunday to go and see some pirate metal. So, I mean, like, life is good that weekend. Life is good. It's hard though, Johnny, isn't it? Because, I, you know, I get it. The, the Glasgow kind of built their fan base on Friday night fixtures. And the kind of Friday night lights have, you know, come along to Glasgow. You know, this is something different. It's professional rugby. There's a lot. There are a lot. I think Glasgow more than Edinburgh. There are a lot of Glasgow fans who are just Glasgow fans. That's why they go. They don't have a club to follow. They just they've kind of fallen in love with rugby because it was there almost, and now it's now it's not. It's not an option to go to these games if you've got other commitments or other sports you follow, particularly in Glasgow where it's not. You know, it's not the dominant sport. Yeah, it's it's a shame, and it does kind of feel like I want. I don't want to say Glasgow are shooting themselves in the foot because I don't think that Glasgow Edinburgh had all that much to do with this. Like, I I don't think that our two pro clubs have gone out of their way to stick a knife in the back of all their fans because the the teams are well aware that Friday nights are are where they got the big crowds from and they know like Glasgow in particular no they know they're competing with football it's not like Al Kelical have gone in there and gone oh we'll have as many three o'clock Saturdays as you can give us please <laughs> and, and I think <laughs> yeah, I think the people who are on on the Glasgow Facebook page and the Glasgow Twitter and things saying well this is a disgrace I'm handing back my season ticket you've ruined my You've ruined my year. I can't follow rugby anymore. I don't think the teams are at fault. There's there's a lot at play here. There's now 16 teams. There's what five or six broadcast partners. There's Jay-Z. I don't I don't think that, <laughs> that Glasgow are turning up and going, we want the Friday nights and there's nothing you can do about it. Could 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 similarly to Cammy with uh, his kids asking him to email Walt Disney. Could someone get me the email for Jay Z to sort this? This is this is a pre. We should say this is this is a pre podcast chat where I said that my my kids occasionally when you go on Disney Plus it comes up with an error message that says there is a fault with this program. Please contact Disney because my eldest can now read quite well. She said, "Dad, there isn't a problem. There, there, this can be easily solved. You just have to phone Disney." <laughs> so I had to explain that he's now a head in a jar. <laughs> And there's not much you can do about it, and he probably won't take my call. But yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that the Friday night fixtures for Glasgow is one of the 99 problems that Jay Z has. <laughs> well, if the SRU ticketing office could just email me back based on that, that would yeah, be I get. I mean, I get that that people people have renewed their season tickets on the basis that there would be enough games for them to go to to make the season ticket worthwhile. And for those that they can't make, someone else can go in their stead. So all of a sudden to find that you can go to zero games, uh, you know, that that's a big, that's a big miss. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not, it's not great. It's not great. Yeah. What we're going to do then, that's it for the main podcast. We're done for this week. We'll be back next week. More super six. We're building up to the United rugby championship. I, I've got the name down. I've got the name down now. Can't say Fos- Fos- and it's the Fosrock Super Six. I got that right as well. Season fixtures this weekend. Exactly exciting. Oh. So we'll have all that to talk about uh, next week on the podcast. What we're going to do though, for for we're going to say goodbye to our main um, our, our main listeners. Now we're going to go and do um, a little podcast extra for our um, for our patrons only. So for the moment, it is goodbye from me and goodbye from John and Johnny. Hey all. Bye. Bye.